Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord God, we thank you that your love. God, we thank you that we have an amazing, amazing God to look to. Lord God, that you have given us all we need. You continue to guide us and lead us. And it's through your love. It's through your love. God, I pray that every man today, they would, they would not only know your love, but they would allow that same love to give purpose, to give guidance to help them lead to give them strength Lord God I pray that everyone in here would if they if they don't know how to that they would learn to accept your love they would learn to receive your love and then they would learn to give that love out. Father, I pray that you would have your way in this place today, continuously. I pray that I might decrease here in this moment, and that you might increase in me. I pray that they would hear your word. In the name of Jesus. God, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. Thank you so much for being here in our presence. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Have your way, God. In your son Jesus' name we pray. And we say, amen. How is everyone doing this afternoon, evening, morning? Sorry, not evening. Wow. Listen, if you think that's bad, you should have been with me yesterday. I'm telling you, I felt like I needed to take my brain back to Walmart. <laughs> that's what it felt like I got it from. Look at this. See? Just look. Quit writing in my, and I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Those sticky notes all over the place, right? <clears throat> um, man, I don't know. The, the Lord just had the men on my heart this morning as that song went through, and I can't shake it. I'm going to move on, I promise, but I just can't shake it. Um... There's just, there's just something about men in church that the enemy just does not like. He does not like it. And you know what? I know, I, I understand why. I get it. Um, over the past few weeks, 
actually just over the past week, I've just seen God moving in some ways. And I've seen men coming together and doing things and helping and making sure certain things get done. And, um, and I'm just like, man, like that's powerful. That makes a statement all by itself. Because see, here's the thing. And this is, this is what I really truly, this is just my own belief in some ways that the world the world does not have the same expectation for men that i believe the church or god does and maybe it's not that but in the world it seems like we get a pass way more than we should what do i mean by that I talked about the expectation, right? But the expectations that are on our lives, the, the ones that are actually good, you know, like protecting our family, loving our wife, raising our kids, those are mountain size expectations. But those are expectations that have been given to us by God. And they're not expectations. That's not what he calls them. He is, he is, he is um, for lack of words, he's made us or bestowed upon us the responsibility to be stewards. But he is the owner. He's the creator, right? So those are not expectations, all he's doing is saying, hey, will you, will you manage this for me? Like, I'm putting this in your care, but you can trust me that I'm going to be the one that's going to take care of it. I'm going to be the one that's going to do it. All you have to do is be there and trust, right? Oh, she's just getting ready. Um, the world is like, you know, the, the more... Not it's like, you know, you should look a certain way, right? You should carry yourself a certain way. You should have a certain amount of money, right? Those aren't even real expectations. Like that's why those are expectations. And watch this, when it doesn't happen, the world just casts us aside. Right? Oh, that no good, sweep them under a rug throw them out the back alley, and leave them there to die. That's not what the church does. That's not what the church is supposed to do, right? And I don't know why I was listening to this song, and I'm just like, as men, if we can understand love, like we look at love totally wrong. You know, love is soft. Are you kidding me? Have you read Corinthians 13? Who's doing that? <laughs> Who's loving like that? That's hard. That's tough. That's real. 
Who's giving their life up for people who are just dead wrong? That's love. That's real. That's tough. And it's like, if we could look at love, see, we look at women and that's love, right? It's like, oh, they love the kids. They love this. They... That's cool. But I feel like God just gave me a revelation of man love. Not an expectation, but of man. God, who is love, he's a creator. You know what I mean? He's a creator. He builds things. He makes things. He fixes things. God is almighty, but he's love. I think I think us as men have looked at love the wrong way. And if we could look at love the right way, oh man, I think I think we would we would be something different. We would be something special. I, I want to use an example. Tom, yeah. sir, yeah. I, I'm gonna use you as, as an example. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> to me, to me, Tom is a great example of a man that loves. Of He's a great example of man love. You know? Like, I said, Tom, the snowblower's down. Tom said, I'll fix it for you. And you're like, Dwayne, that is not love. No, 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 no. That is love. Because Tom is willing to take out his time to do something that he's not required to do. Y'all didn't get that. Y'all didn't get that. Then when Tom bought it back, Tom's out there. He starts doing the snow. And I'm like, Tom, what are you doing? He's, oh, I'm just testing it out. Like, that's love. He, he made a sacrifice. His own willingness. But then at the same time, I know that Tom makes Miss Lana feel safe. But that's because he loves her. Tom, Katie, his daughter, like the strength and the, yeah. She said, talk about it, Pastor. <laughs> Katie is a strong woman. You know where that comes from? Lana. No, I'm just joking. No, no, that is. <laughs> Tom said, you amen. Listen, though. You look at who she is. That comes from that love right there. there there's something that. I think we overlook, we overlook so often. I believe there is a revelation about God's love plus men that, you know what? I'm excited. We're headed somewhere. 
we about to go somewhere. I already know that. I can feel it in my spirit. Like, Tom, this is exciting to me. I'm just, listen, I, did, I didn't know until just now. I just gave y'all a preview of somewhere we about to go. That's exciting to me. We about to have a, a new revelation of, of God, his love, and how and what that looks like with men. Oh, man, this is going to be Because, see, I think we got it with women. You know what I mean? You say love, you say woman, it's like, aha, I got it, right? But when you say love and man, it's like, you know, just automatically go to Ephesians, you know? Like, you know, husband should love his wife, you know? But there's more there. There's more there. I'm sorry. Okay, we're going to move forward. We're going to move forward. I'm just, I'm uh, bubbling over right now because God is sharing some things with me. If anybody ever wondered where my messages come from, well, you just got a little taste of it, right? The inspiration. Today, I want to talk to you. I want to encourage you. I want to, uh, I want to spark I want to stoke your fire, your faith, your belief. <clears throat> I, want, I want to fan the flames. I want us to remember so that we can believe. I want us to remember so that our faith can be increased. I am going, this is going to be very short. I'm going to do a good old-fashioned scripture reading. And then I'm going to quickly expound not much because I want to allow God's word to do what it does. We as a church have been on a journey And I believe we turned a corner and our journey is is going through a uh, an interesting place, if you will. If you're headed somewhere, sometimes sometimes you go on a journey, you, you take a trip and you go through those areas that are just flat and nothing's really exciting about it. And then you go through those places where, you know, you're trying to purposely, actively keep your eyes on the road because you want to look around and see what's going on. I believe that we are headed into a place where we are going to want to look around. Even in some of the messages that I've preached over the last few weeks God is saying things like, don't look to your left, don't look to your right, but keep your eyes forward. Stay focused. It's going to be exciting, right? Things are going to be popping and jumping, and we're going to want to stop and stare and look. We're going to want to, you know, take a moment and and look at what's going on, but I am encouraging you to keep your focus, to keep the main thing the main thing, to not get distracted. And 
How do we do that? When we begin to see certain things that are happening around us, how, how do we do that? How, how is our faith increased? How are we able to believe? How are we able to keep that laser focus? Matthew chapter 13, if you would like to go there with me, in the New Living Translation. I want you to right now look around. Look around you right now, please. I want to say something to you. I've said this to you before. You've heard me say it before, and it's usually a yearly thing, and some of you are probably like, Pastor Dwayne, duh. You say this, and it's like, well, of course, right? We are not going to look the same come next year, right? It's like, well, duh. You've already told us that. And you can think of a couple reasons why. But I want to share something with you that I believe God made very clear to me as I was praying through some things and trying to figure some things out. God has is, God is showed and spoke on a numerous occasions to Pastor Jeff, to myself, and to other people. But the thing is, is that when we say things like we're not going to look the same next year, obviously there are certain things that are going to change, but there are some things that we don't expect. And those are the things that I'm talking about. Those are the things that I am excited about. Those are the things that I'm saying to you next year, guys, we are not going to look the same. And I'm not just talking about the fact that I told you we're going to move locations. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that God is, God is doing something right now. He's putting, he's putting people in places. He's shifting some things. And those what you seem to think are very small, insignificant shifts and changes, those things are going to be a catalyst to something that God is going to do that's going to be crazy. I'm going to put somebody on. I'm going to put a couple people on Front Street here. Um, so... There's been a change, and I'm not going to go into anything major, but there's been a slight change, and um, two very wonderful people have accepted, um, they've accepted a role, right? And those two people, I haven't even had the opportunity to talk to them, really, but I can just imagine that those two people are like, they probably are just kind of nervous, you know, walking into that situation. Um, 
And those two people um, are not new to what they're doing, but they're new to the role, right? They're new to owning that situation. Now you guys are like, who is it already? Um, I don't know that I want to say. Because I don't want you to miss the reason that I'm saying it. I'll do this. I'll do it this way. Chancey and Holly have been our children's ministers for a lot of years. And they've done things the way that they've done things. But Chancey and Holly are no longer going to be the ones that are running that the way that we're used to them running it. Is that under, everybody get that? Does that make sense to you? So that means if they are passing off some jobs and some different things and roles are changing, that means whoever's coming and picking up those things now are new. So watch this. If things begin to change and transform, Holly and Chancey can only say, that's God. And we have to see that as that's God, right? We could be like, it's the new people. They're the ones that did it. But understand something. God is just as much on Chancey and Holly as he is on the new people because he's the one that placed them there. Is everybody following me? So right now, our children's ministry, when we had the first meeting, and this is really, I'm just using this now because it's, it hit my head. We had the first meeting, and it was something that I talked to uh, Chancey and Holly about just recently. And it was, it was, you know, when I thought about it, I was like, e it didn't really hit me that heavy until I continued to think about it. But I bet it hit them really heavy. And it was like that meeting, we, they sat in that meeting, and they looked around, and they were like, there was a lot more people here when we were doing this meeting. And then the new people could have been like, this was a lot more fuller when they were doing this meeting, <laughs> you know? And they'd be like, we're out. We're not, we're not going to stay here. We're not going to continue this. We're not going to do it. They could get fearful. Both parties could get fearful and say, we're not going to change. We're going to keep it the way it is. Or they can trust the move of God. They can trust the placement of God. And then they can watch God do what he does best. Now, you've probably been looking at this scripture behind me. Here is another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven. Pause. Just let that sink in real quick. The kingdom of heaven. Does everybody here have at least some understanding of what the kingdom of heaven is? Yes? Kind of? Maybe? No? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, well, I know you do. Thank you. Thank you. 
<laughs> I think some people are like, I'm not raising my hand because I don't know where he's going to go with that. And it could be really bad. <laughs> Here is another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds. But it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree and birds come and make nests in its branches. It is the smallest of seeds. Yet it comes out to be one of the biggest garden plants. When we sat in that meeting, it may have been one of the smallest meetings that the children's ministry had ever had. But I believe it will grow to be bigger than the children's ministry that we once knew. Chancy, Holly, hold me to that word. That just hit me in a way that I believe that's something that is yet to come. Yes, there's going to be changes, the obvious, because we switched roles. But the thing that I'm talking about is the fact that something's going to happen in this children's ministry that maybe we didn't really expect. Not that we didn't expect it because who was there, but just because we didn't know what to expect. And it's going to blow us away. Another one. Chapter 13, verse 33, it says this. Jesus also used this illustration. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. I believe that God is about to do something with our church that is not going to look like much. It's not going to look like much. But we are going to permeate some things. Now, think about, think about that. Let's, let's just look at this. Like the yeast a woman used in making bread, even though she puts only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part. I don't want to get ahead of myself, right? Because if I say too much, then, you know, you guys want to hold me to everything, like... But what I'm saying to you, I want you to hold me to. I, I expect 
for you to hold me to. Why do I expect that? It's not because I'm going to do anything. It's because I really believe that God is going to do what I'm telling you. I really believe it. I believe that he's going to take a little bit of us and put us here and a little bit of us and put us here and a little bit of us and put us here. And we are going to permeate and we are going to affect every part of wherever he puts us. And you're like, but Pastor Dwayne, I hear what you're saying, but I just, I don't hear what you're saying. In this moment, I understand why Jesus says things like, he who has ear to hear, let him hear. Well, that just seems unfair. I want to hear. I get it. But maybe it's not meant for you to hear. Maybe it's just meant for you to see. And that's okay, because you're going to see. Let's look at another one. Matthew chapter 14, verses 15 through 17. Matthew chapter 14, verses 15 through 17. Somebody said, I wanted to read to me. That's fine. I'm not even mad. I listen to the Bible all the time. Jesus feeds the 5,000. Jesus feeds the 5,000. I feel like I need to take the mic back and put it down. That evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the village and buy food for themselves. That's logical thinking. Very logical thinking. What else would we do? Hey, it's getting late. Send these people home so they can get something to eat. I hear stomachs growling. They're getting restless. Let them go eat. Because there's nothing here. But Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. <laughs> I just love the way that that's written. <laughs> Very a matter of fact, right? That's not necessary. You feed them. But we have only five loaves of bread and two fishes. <laughs> Come on. Listen, okay. But we have only five loaves of bread and two fishes. They answered. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. He disregarded what they just told him. <laughs> he was like, I can just see it now. He was like, I wish I had a screen so you could see my face. <laughs> he was almost disgusted. Y'all be seated. Y'all have a seat. Just have a seat, please. Sit down. Jesus took the five loaves and two fishes, two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. Hear this. He didn't say, Lord God, would you please make more? He didn't say, Father, expand it. 
He didn't do none of that. He didn't cut it up. <laughs> he didn't start cutting it up, hoping that it would, you know, no. He just looked to heaven and he blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples. And we've all heard this a thousand times probably. And we've got that picture, you know, Lord bless it, turn around and just started breaking off pieces, handing it to him. This is what I see. Just breaking off pieces, handing it to him. And the pieces just never stopped coming. <laughs> he just kept breaking it and it was like, is it ever going to stop? And he just kept breaking off pieces. I want to know who was closest to him. You know, did he have his back to it? And he's like, here you go. Here you go. So you couldn't see what was going on or could you actually see it? And it was just like one piece would tear off and that same piece was still there. Right. Like, I don't know. I really want to know, though. Just, did it keep growing? And he just take a piece off and it'll grow a little bit more. Like, I just I'm stuck. I'm curious about this. But it doesn't matter. I digress. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples who distributed it distributed to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. About, watch this, about 5,000 men were fed. In addition to the women and children. One more, one more, one more. Before I move on, why am I reading this to you? We are about to change. We're about to do something. I don't know all the details. I'm going to be honest. Okay? We are about to change. I will tell you this much, and I believe PJ will attest to it. There has always been a vision. We have not always known how the vision was going to play out. There have been turns that have been made. And we don't even know, you know, we're waiting for the next GPS direction to be given. I believe, again, where we're at, we're about to turn a corner and like, if you were in the desert, we are at the light and we about to turn the corner and we going to be in Las Vegas. You feel me? Like, like, I, I'm not talking about like, don't get me wrong. All I'm saying is, is that there's going to be plenty of distractions. It's going to be plenty of like just things that you want to look at and gawk at because you're going to be like, what in the world? And somebody's going to be grabbing you like, keep moving, keep moving. You'll be like, okay, I'm coming. What? And no, like we're going to have to stay focused. Okay. Because what's going to happen is we're going to end up with 12 baskets of leftovers. Oh, man, whatever. It's okay, man. So look, here we are. This is what, this is what I'm, I'm, this is what, this is my encouragement to you. Matthew chapter 14, verse 27 through 
31. 27 through 31. And it says this. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. Hear, hear, please. Hear. Hear this, please. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Amen. Jesus is saying, don't be afraid. Take courage. I'm here. Then Peter called out to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you. Walking on the water. Some of us are going to be like, if this is really God, then God do this. If this is really you, God, then, then call me out. Some of you have already been called out. Yes, come. He's going to say, come on. Some of you, he's already said, come on. So Peter went over the side of the boat. He stepped out of his comfort zone. He stepped out of what, what, what he thought was keeping him safe. He stepped out of what was traditional, common. He stepped out of that. He stepped out of even the expectations that people had. Expectations of what? That you're in a boat because you're in water and that's how you're going to continue to stay on top of the water. Seems reasonable to me. He stepped out of that. You're in a church with four walls. And you have rooms and you have stuff. Well, why would you step out of that? Well, I don't know because I see God walking around outside of the boat in an unconventional situation that makes no sense that it's even possible to anybody else, including me. And I want to be a part of it. Uh-oh, I don't know, some people are like, what are you saying right now? So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Can I tell you that just days ago, this was me? I was like, call me out, Jesus. And, ha ha, yeah. And then some things hit my mind and I was like, oh boy. I'm telling you, I'm being transparent. I'm being so serious. Had a conversation with somebody and I was like, listen, I was all like, woo, woo, let's go. And then these thoughts hit my mind and I was like, okay, maybe not so much. Maybe I missed it. Can we reconvene later <laughs> when I'm feeling a bit stronger? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Save me, Lord, Peter shouted. 
Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? Guys, this is an encouragement. This is an encouragement and it is a warning. An encouragement and a warning. Just as much as I'm telling you that God is about to do something great and you're like, yay. I'm telling you, you're going to get scared. You're going to want to freak out and you're going to be like, God, save us. And God's going to be like, why must you be? He gonna, I'm telling you, he's going to hit you with the same face he hit them with when they was like, we don't got nothing but five loaves and fishes. Here we go again. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be me. Because I'm probably going to be right there with you like, Lord, <laughs> save us. <laughs> okay? So it's going to be all of us. He's going to be looking at all of us like, oh, my gosh. Here we go again. I'm like, I know, I know. Please, please hear the words that I'm saying to you. Please hear. Like, PJ will come to me sometimes, and he'll be like, that's a good message. That was a good message. He'd be like, you know why it was so good? Because you just really believe it. Like, I can feel that you believe what you just said. I hope, I hope, I hope you can believe that I believe that what I'm saying is true. I hope, I hope, I, listen, if you need to, if you need to ride on the coattails of my faith just for a little bit, I am okay with that. I, I'm okay with that just for a little bit though, because I don't want you dragging me down. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm like flying, like, <laughs> you know, like I'm walking on water and I can't like, it's like, okay, okay. Like, don't like, listen, you pulling me down. I need you to grab him. Okay. Like I'm okay with like, you know, bring your hand up and there you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to get you up to his hand, but you got to hold on to him otherwise, okay? So I'm just giving you a warning. Ben? Ben. All right? Listen. Listen. I'm telling you, this is going to get very interesting, but I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. And I... I I'm, I, didn't, I didn't sit and say, okay, Jesus, how can I get these people pumped up? Nope, I didn't say that. I was like, Lord, I can see what you're doing here. I don't know everything, but I've been here before. I've been with you on these crazy roundabouts, doing crazy stuff, stepping out, not knowing what's going on, and you've taken care of me. I've learned to be okay with that. I don't know if everybody else has. So what am I supposed to say to them to get them ready for what you're about to do? And this is what he gave me. 
this is what he, and I was like, oh, that's good. I was like, that, that'll work. That's, that sounds good. But even now as I read it, even now as I look at it, I can see that you can look at this and be like, mm, I've heard these stories before. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm telling you now, we are about to be one of these stories. Do you hear me? We are going to be these stories. Oh, y'all didn't get excited enough for me. It's okay, though. It's okay. We're about to be these stories. Woo! I'm excited. I am happy. I don't care if you aren't, because when it happens, my wife's going to be like, oh, you always think you're right. And I'll be like, Okay, I am telling you right now. Ben? All right. Ben's always processing, so I just be, I just look in the circle like, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, that's it. That's all I got for you. All right? Can I get an amen? amen? Let's go. Let's go. We're going to pray. Lord God, I come into you right now. I thank you and I praise you for what you're doing. I thank you and I praise you, Lord God, that we can have an expectation of you to be you. We've seen you move. We've seen you work. We've seen you do it again, as the song says. Hallelujah. We've seen you do it again and again. And again, and you are a great God. Hallelujah. Your word says there was a cloud in the sky as big as his hand. Lord God, we've seen you do it again. God, you fed 5,000, 3,000. Lord God, you, 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 you died. You, you died and you came back. You continue to do things that absolutely go against our very Silly rules that we make based off of you. God, you do it again and again. And I have no lower expectation for you to do what only you can do. Again, here in the body, Dayton. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way, Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way. Do what you will. I know, I know I'm saying it now. I know that we might be excited now and it might look different later. But God, I, Lord God, please help us to remember to keep looking to you, trusting you, believing in you to do it again. If there is anybody who is under the sound of my voice that does not know Christ as your Lord and Savior and you have no idea what I'm talking about, I want to pray for you right now. I'm asking you to pray your own prayer. I don't want you to repeat after me I want you to pray your own prayer. If 
maybe this isn't salvation. Maybe this is, Lord God, I've never seen you. Maybe this is, Lord God, I don't know what he's talking about, you doing it again. Lord God, I don't understand this excitement. Lord God, I just don't know. Lord God, I want to. There it is. That is the prayer right there. If you want something more, if you want to see something more, if you want to hear something more, if you want to know something more, if you want more of his love, if you want more of his character, if there's something that you desire to get from God right now, I'm asking you, will you pray with me for that? We're going to take just a moment for you to pray for that. Lord God. We need you. Jesus, we want you. God, we believe because of your word, we believe everything that it says. We believe. God, do it for a first time. For the person that's never seen you do it, do it for a first time. Lord God, show them, show us. If you've done it and we just didn't recognize it, God, show us how you've worked on our behalf. Give us eyes to see what you've done in our lives. How you've kept us, how you've transformed every situation for us. Given us favor, open doors, closed doors. Show us. And Lord God, move in our lives. Today, move in our lives. No matter how many times you've done it before, if you've never done it before, if we just didn't recognize it, God, today I am asking you, we are asking you to move in our lives in such a way we can see it. We can feel it. We can know it is you and no one else. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Transform our lives so that they no longer look the way they used to look. Transform our lives so that they display your greatness, your glory, and your power. In the name of Jesus. God, have your way. Bless your people as we go today. Minister to us through this word. Encourage us. Build our faith. In you, your son, Jesus Christ, and your power, the power of your Holy Spirit, through the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray all these things in your son, Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. All right, guys, have a wonderful, blessed day.